Hello, my friends, and this is the Informed Catholic. Welcome. And today is Saturday, July 29th, and the readings are for uh, the Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. It's their memorial today. So, Martha is remembered as the one who was uh, fretting when Jesus came to dinner. In sharp contrast to her sister Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, Jesus tells Martha that Mary has chosen the better part. Martha clearly takes Jesus' correction to heart. When he comes to Bethany again, this time because her brother Lazarus has died, Martha is still the active one, the doer. She runs out to greet Jesus while Mary stays at home. But now Martha's anxiety has given way to faith. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. Okay, so, entrance antiphon. Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. It's from Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And here's the collect prayer. Grant, we pray, almighty God, that the example of your, of your saints may spur us on to battle, uh, to a better life, so that we who celebrate the memory of saints, Martha and Mary and Lazarus, may also imitate without ceasing their deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So today we we celebrate this, this um, these saints. And they were real people. Let's remember this. They were not, I mean... We kind of picture them today as images on stained glass windows or statues, or we look at beautiful uh, illustrations or paintings uh, in books or in, in our Bibles or in museums. But before that, they were real people, real people like you and me, flesh and blood, people who who are experiencing the the reality of the incarnation, right? Jesus, the Word of God, the Divine Logos, flesh and blood and bones, a real person, you know, who, when he walked, he made a sound with his feet moving across the ground like us, whose clothes shuffled and made sounds. They heard him when he breathed. They heard the sound of his voice. Um, they, they experienced the reality of his presence. They experienced the reality of his person. You know, and that's, that is something i mean some that is i think a real awe because you think about it 
he cast a shadow like everyone else. He sighed when he when he breathed. Um, you know he he was human. He was he was truly human in every way, except without sin. And that's the beauty of our faith. That's the beauty of being a Catholic Christian. That's the beauty of, uh, <clears throat> I would say, even being a Protestant Christian or a Orthodox Christian. That this reality was true. That this reality of his, of, uh, of, of God as a human being, God as a man, a beautiful thing. All right, so... The first uh, reading here is the first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 7 to 16. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten of God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. Yes, if we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is brought to perfection in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us, that he has given us of his spirit. Moreover, we have seen and testify that the Father sent his Son, a Savior of the world, Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God remains in him and he in God. We have come to know and so believe in the love of God and the love in the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever remains in his love remains in God and God in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. I'll read it. The first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 7 to 16. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God, yes, if we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is brought to perfection in us. This is how we know 
that we remain in him and he in us that he has given us of his spirit moreover we have seen and testify that the father sent his son a savior of the world whoever acknowledges that jesus is the son of god god remains in him and he in god we have come to know and, and to believe in the love of god has in the love god has for us god is love and whoever remains in love remains in god and god in him the word of the lord thanks be to god psalm 34 i will bless the lord at all times i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall be ever in my mouth let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. I will bless the Lord at all times. Glorify, glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. I will bless the Lord at all times. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard, the Lord heard, and from all this distress he saves him. I will bless the Lord at all times. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. I will bless the Lord at all times. Fear the Lord, you, his holy ones, for not, for, for not is lacking to those who fear him. The great grow poor and hungry but those who seek the Lord want for no good thing. I will bless the Lord at all times. So usually uh, we could have skipped the first reading, um, but um, they gave us the one with the, um, the letter of St. John. And here they continue, we continue with the book of Exodus. So I'll just read it anyway, since... Uh, will add a little something to our um, today's reading. Technically, they would have chosen probably, you would probably would have heard the letter of St. John and they would have skipped the Exodus book reading. So we'll just read that too as well. Uh, Exodus chapter 24. When Moses came to the people and related all the words and ordinances of the Lord, they all answered with one voice, we will do everything that the Lord has told us. Moses then wrote down all the words of the Lord, and rising early the next day, he erected at the foot of the mountain an altar and twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. Then having sent certain young men of the children of Israel to offer burnt offerings and sacrifices, young bulls, as peace offerings to the Lord, Moses took half of the blood 
and put it in large bowls. The other half he splashed it on the altar. Taking the book of the covenant, he read it out loud to the people who answered all that the Lord has said. We shall heed and do. Then he took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you. In accordance with all these words of his, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now we get Psalm 50. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. God the Lord has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of sun to its setting, from Zion, perfect in beauty. God shines forth. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Gather my faithful ones before me, those who have, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And offer to God a pray, uh, offer to God praise as your sacrifice, and fulfill your vows to the Most High. Then call upon me in time of distress. I will rescue you, and you shall glorify me. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Okay, one more time. <clears throat> offer to God a sacrifice of praise. God the Lord has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting, from Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Gather my faithful ones before me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Offer to God Praise as your sacrifice, and fulfill your vows to the Most High. Then call upon me in times of distress. I will rescue you, and you shall glorify me. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Okay. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of of life. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay. All right. This is... We got two choices. <laughs> we got the Gospel of, of John, according to John, and the Gospel according to St. Luke. We're going to do both, all right? We're going to cover our tracks today. All right. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 11, verse 19 to 27. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother, Lazarus, who had died. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. 
Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who's coming into the world, the gospel of the Lord. Okay, one more time. Gospel according to John chapter 11, verse 19 to 27. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them but about their brother Lazarus, who had died. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Mary said to Jesus, Lord, if you had come here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I, have, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said, uh, she said to him, yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who's coming into the world, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat before the Lord at his feet, listening to him, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the, to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha, her, her name was Martha, was, welcomed him. One more time, I'm sorry. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, amen. So 
uh, I will read this meditation. I'm reading everything from the Magnificat, which is great. Okay, the one thing necessary. This is by a French uh, Carthusian monk. Uh, he passed away in 1945. Dom Augustin Gellerand of the Order of Carthusians. All right. Um, was a revered spiritual author, monk and revered spiritual author. So let's begin. Do not think of God's actions as something extraordinary. On the contrary, it makes itself felt in the tiny practical inspirations of every day. Do this, give up that, and so on. Live thus, knowing that you are not alone. Examine yourself in his presence, under his gaze, and be assured that he will not fail you in the least of the days. Happenings. He will not fail you in the least of the days of happenings. Even if a mother should forget her child, yet will I not forget I will not forget you. Isaiah forty nine fifteen. Examine yourself as regard as regards generosity. Do you do things by half measure? Do you give yourself only halfway with God in prayer? With your neighbor in charity, nature does its hardest to prevent us and keep us back repeatedly, and that in two ways. First, in introducing the natural spirit into all we do, by vanity, self-love, and then neg negatively by keeping back a part of the whole in which a, a right belongs to God. Seek God in your acts, since he is behind them all. And we are sanctified by acts he wants from us. Do not seek him in your ideas by an effort of the head, but only where he is for you. We so often seek him where he is not, and naturally we do not find him. Thus, when you are tired, for example, do not try to think things out by abstracting from the present moment. Seek him in the tiredness itself by accepting the whole hardness of, of the situation as it is. God is there. He wants just that, and that is enough. It is the same with difficulties, with feelings of helplessness and the like. Thus, everything becomes an occasion for progress. Everything becomes living and lived a full inner life. Don Augustine Gellerand, Order of, Carthi uh, of Carthusians. Um, I'll, I'll spell out his name. Dom, D-O-M, Augustine, obviously, A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N, Gellerand, G-U-I-L-L-E-R-A-N-D, Order of Carthusians. That was <clears throat> that was very good. I like that. But you know, we never really think of it that way, do we? I mean, in a sense, it, the first reading, uh, which is 
from the first letter of St. John. We've heard it before about God is, God, uh, God is love. And that's because in this modern age, actually that's been abused so much. That's been abused so much by uh, the New Agers, the, the modernists. They've abused the word love. I mean, look at today, we hear the, the, for the LGBT, love is love is love. But that doesn't really mean anything. That doesn't really say anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's just basically, it's all basically uh, exploitative. It's, it's, it exploits the word love. It, it wears it out. It, it takes out any depth and meaning to it. Right? I mean, you know, love is love. You see that on buttons now with the young people. You see that with the rainbow colors. You see that with pink colors. You see that with the trans flag. You see that with the rainbow flag. What does that really mean? They don't ask themselves that question. What do you mean by love? What is love? Nobody bothers to ask that question. To really ask what the what the real terminology, the etymology of the word love means. They don't bother to figure that out. And there's no philosophical meaning to it. There's no theological meaning to it for them. But when you, <clears throat> when you really put it to the test, when you examine it, you begin to realize they keep like that line from the Princess Bride. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You know, something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that at all. It's all uh, a smokescreen. It's all uh, a campaign. And expo they're exploiting the term. And they're silencing their opponents because they don't want anyone to challenge them. When we say God is love, if there's more to the meaning of the word and there's more depth to it and it's not what the modern world believes. Love comes from the will. It doesn't come from the feeling. Because we know feelings change. And people change. People change constantly. People change from moment to moment. Right? And when the way they use it, it's exploitive. It's manipulative. When someone says, uh, I mean, I mean, come on. A pimp can tell a prostitute, you love me, right? You love me. You want to make me happy, right? A girl can say the same thing to a guy, you know, to keep him or to manipulate him. People say this to each other all the time, but that doesn't mean what they mean they want loyalty they want servitude so they use love 
as a means of manipulation. Doesn't mean what they th- you know well you know doesn't mean anything. True love, true love is sacrificial. We see that in the image on the cross. No, no greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friends. These are the words of Christ in the Gospel of John at the Last Supper. So Jesus is right there is saying that love is sacrificial. I have come to lay down my life for my sheep. It's sacrificial. It's sacrificial because it's proven itself by giving, by giving life away for life. It's sacrificial. It has, it has a deep meaning because it's proven itself by its action. It's proven itself by its action and how it sacrifices life for life. That is love. Thomas Aquinas, I believe he calls it basically like, what is he, how does he describe it? Um, it's desiring and will, willing and desiring the well-being of another. Willing and desiring the happiness of another. It's sacrificial. It's self-giving. It doesn't take. It gives. Paul in his letter to the Corinthians says it. If I have, you know, if, you know, if I do not know love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't make demands. Those are the words. I mean, you can read it in Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter 13. It's, it's, Pull it out right now. It's important, I think, that we we understand this because a lot of times, here it is, right here. It's one of his most famous. If I speak in human and, and angelic uh, tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clashing symbol uh, an instrument basically like a musical instrument that me that's that's making senseless noise and if i have the gift of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge if i have all faith as to move mountains but do not have love i am nothing if I give away everything I own, and if I hand my my body over to that, so that I may boast but do not have love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love is not pompous. It is not uh, inflated. It is it is not rude, or does not seek. Uh, its own 
uh, intentions. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over uh, injury. It does not uh, rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And I can go on, but you see there. You see there. It's all there. And a lot of people, I think, because in the modern world, we have become empty, vain people. Okay, in that scene, the first part, in, uh, I will you I will put Luke's, Luke's first, because Luke is before the, the death and resurrection of Lazarus. That scene in the house, right there was the beginning of love. Martha, Martha was a very, Martha is a very responsible woman. She cares about her appearance. She cares about, uh, she wants to follow the cultural norms, which was to serve people and to, to uh, satisfy people's needs. And she gets angry because she, um, her sister abandoned her. In some cases, there was a little bit of a shallowness there because Martha cares more about appearances than uh, she cares more about substance. And, and when we get to the part about the resurrection of Lazarus, where Martha runs out to meet Jesus, Mary remains home, if you notice. There might be some sense of a broken heart. Obviously, there's obviously a sense of a broken heart there. Jesus didn't heal her brother. Jesus didn't come back in time. We can at least assume that, right? Because she didn't run out right away. Martha did. And Martha wants to understand. She wants to confront Jesus and she wants to tell him how she feels. And she's, and, and she does believe. She doesn't understand, but she does believe. She wants to know. Jesus now is about to show them true love. He's about to show them the power of God. He's about to add, he's about to break to, to, to break a mystery and, and then open up to another great mystery, which is the mystery of himself. And with that, there will be true love. He will show them what true love is, what God's love is, that God's love cannot be held back by death. All right, as dark as it may look, that's what he's about to show them. And that's what's something we don't understand in the modern world because we are a very materialistic world. We're very materialistic. In some cases also, the image in Luke's gospel, Mary is the contemplative. She sits at the foot of Jesus and she wants to learn the mystery of divine love. She wants to understand. She wants to understand and be overwhelmed by the mystery of God. Martha is active love. But sometimes you can't you can't have one without the other. As you know, as the Carthusian Don uh, August Dom Augustine made it, makes it quite clear, you you have to dive into the moment, like he says. There's no other way of coming to know God but by the moment. The moment is important. Every moment with God is important. 
even when you don't understand that moment, it's important. Like he says, even when we're tired and august, uh, exhausted, the moment is important. Don't let the moment be lost. Live in every moment with God. Because Christ became a human being. And Christ is still human. He's in his now glorified human state. And every moment is important to him in our lives. He wants to be active in it. He's now active in every baptized Christian everywhere he wants to he wants in he doesn't want out okay i'm going to end it here uh let's close it with a, a prayer in the name of the father son and holy spirit our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Sacred heart of Jesus, I love you. 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 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.